This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, January 28, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. Reaction to the Citizens United decision affirming freedom of speech, regardless of the organization of that speech, has drawn just a little bit of fire. From comparisons to the Dred Scott decision, president lambasting the court for supposedly opening elections to corrupting influences. Allison Hayward is a law professor at George Mason University and former counsel to the Federal Election Commissioner. We spoke yesterday. I read a lot of comments on the web, uh, especially after the Citizens United case. I watched Keith Olbermann say on television that Citizens United was a worse decision than Dred Scott. Um, and the reaction was was pretty surprising to me. I think some on the left who were a little more thoughtful said, look, well, you know, they grit their teeth and say, well, I don't like this outcome, but I understand that that is actually what the First Amendment says. What was surprising to you and what do people tend to get wrong when they talk about this case uh, on the left and right? Well, on the, on the right, let's start with that. I think um, people get wrong that it is... Um, a case that has obvious partisan consequences, and those consequences are obviously good for conservatives and bad for liberals. I don't think anyone knows right now what the partisan consequences from Citizens United will be. That's certainly not what the court was going after. The court was trying to make First Amendment doctrine coherent. It did. This is good for everybody. Um, But the right that thinks that this is all about Um, helping them and not helping liberals, I think, are short-sighted. People need to remember that Citizens United holds with um, equally forceful applicability to union expenditures as well as corporate expenditures. And in the fullness of time, my observation has been that unions are much more interested in politics and getting involved politically than most corporations are. People presume unions to be on the left and corporations to be of the right, and there are far more corporations that exist out there than the ones that are big and for-profit. That's true. And, you know, um, the thing is, though, unions are inherently political bodies. They exist to represent a group of people against another group of people. Corporations, um, if they're for-profit corporations, they're formed to make money. If they're not for-profit corporations, they're formed to provide some entity that people can give money to for some social welfare or or charitable purpose. So corporations as a class of things, first of all, are very diverse, and secondly, aren't the sort of same kind of, don't have the same sort of political character that unions by necessity do. So that's my first point. My second point is, because corporations are so diverse, um, it's clear to me that, that the court was having tremendous difficulty with a ban on all corporate expenditures, because they are so different. They weren't ready to say that independent expenditures are okay to be regulated against some corporations, but I can see a focused case coming up, even after Citizens United, that addresses the issues that some people have with foreign money, which I think is a a red herring, but other people may disagree with me, or um, people who get no-bid government contracts from the federal government, people who get earmarks. I mean, those would be focused bans on expenditure activity. I'm not saying that would be constitutional, but that's the kind of tailoring that Congress at least least needs to entertain if it thinks there is a real problem in some context. 
but having one a corporate ban overall, when you think of all the different kinds of entities or corporations, look, my my mission church that I belong to out in Centerville is a Virginia non-stock corporation. You know, the lady who cleans my house is a corporation. The lady next door who does web design is a corporation. This is, you know, thinking all corporations are GE or, you know, E.I. Lilly is just crazy. One of the issues that I have heard uh, many times on the from people on the left is the criticism that because corporations are persons for many purposes, that this is particularly bad, that corporate personhood has problems. Absolutely I, it does. And if I thought that Citizens United rested on the, on the court saying corporations are persons, it would be very alarming to me. That's not what they said. They said that corporations are entities that are people getting together for some reason. And we're not going to say that that form of entity is somehow politically um, uh, kryptonite if entities generally are thought to be, as they are in the Constitution, good things. It's good when people don't just act on their own and they get together. And, you know, there's no other area where the corporate form as such has changed the speech rights of somebody who wants to speak. You don't see the, you know, simulated child porn, you know, decisions resting on whether or not the person generating the message was a corporation or not. You don't see the, you know, um, free expression, artistic expression cases resting on whether or not the speaker was a corporation or the corpor a corporation funded it. It's just, it's not important. It's not important here, too. There's no reason why political speech would be treated differently than speech in the context of art or entertainment or education or all these other contexts. What's next? On the one hand, there's going to be the reaction from the um, reform community trying to figure out ways to um, have Citizens United um, either, either narrowed or find other ways to control political um, expenditures. Um, there will be efforts to get at um, corporate um, internal management, um, things like requiring that shareholders vote on corporate expenditures is something I've heard. Um, there will be efforts on the Hill to um, in institute public financing for congressional and senatorial elections, which has nothing to do with this, frankly, but sounds like reform. And since this is the reform topic, it will be somehow wrapped up into a reaction to Citizens United. Um, and then I can also see um, efforts made to try and identify certain kinds of corporations that are in particularly corrupting contexts. My example is the no-bid government contractor, but there may be other ones. And um, tailoring expenditure limitations or prohibitions on particular kinds of corporations because there's a rationale that they have an, a, they just have an inherently more close and potentially corrupt relationship with members of Congress. Do you think people then overestimate the degree to which corporations are going to want to, in some sense, stick their necks out by engaging more directly in political speech? Oh, I think that's very true. I, um, that another one of the um, su surprising, um, inaccurate reactions to Citizens United is that they, this will open up storm gates and all this money will be flowing into campaigns. Um, corporations, because they are about making a profit and either you know, selling some kind of product or service, are not interested in ticking off the market. 
And any time a corporation wades into a political issue, they, especially one that's hotly contested and apparently worth weighing in on, um, they run the risk of alienating and annoying um, part of the market and driving that part of the market to their competitor. Do you see you know, Coke endorsing a candidate for president? All of a sudden, Pepsi will be saying, oh, well, we're neutral in this and, and, and getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of customers they might not have had before. I mean, it's just, it doesn't make good business sense. Allison Hayward is a law professor at George Mason University and former counsel to the Federal Election Commissioner. You can read more of Cato's analysis of the Supreme Court's Citizens United decision at Cato.org.